This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. I am your host, Jack Patillo, joined by my beautiful co-host, Jeffrey Ramsey. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jack. How's it going? It's going well, Jeff. This is the podcast where you and I talk about theme parks, we talk about roller coasters, we talk about shows, we talk about fireworks, we talk about all of the fun, magical things you might experience inside of a theme park. Can I ask you a question? What's that? Why are you telling me what my show is? Why are you giving me a gentle reminder of the show that I'm If this is the first I- time someone familiar might listen... With. I mean, someone might they may like annual pass. What's that? Hmm. Okay. And then I'm just giving. You know, I know you. You're on a few podcasts, or you're at least on a couple of podcasts. And I know in your other podcasts, you don't enjoy doing your intros. And I've even been <laughs> mocked and ridiculed at my style of intros. I I'm the family friendly version of podcast intros and outros and segues and all of that. Jack, I created the Jack Patillo intro <laughs> index and uh, based purely on your abilities. And you're the only person to score an A plus in history at it. That's I, true. I, I don't begrudge or uh, bemoan or insult uh, or defame or mm-hmm. uh, levy any opprobrium towards you or your intros. You uh, nor would I ever. Opprobrium. Opprobrium. I've never heard that term before. What does that mean? Opprobrium? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like uh, to, to uh, speak harshly uh, and insultingly towards someone. Let me, you know what? Let me get, give you the dictionary definition okay. of opprobrium. Give me, give me so the, I... the the best man speech. According to Webster's dictionary, opprobrium says that love is a th- whatever. Harsh. Oh, I, never mind, dude. I didn't even need to because my my definition was good enough. Opprobrium, <laughs> a harsh criticism or censure. So there you go. I was pretty okay. dead on. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opprobrium. Anyway, no, no, no. No opprobrium. Sh- no, no opprobrium. No opprobrium. I have zero harsh criticism or censure towards you. And I love you too, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's good. Man, I was proofing our episode today for uh, the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, that episode. And it, it was the one we recorded at Universal Orlando. And oh my God, I just, I, thinking back on that, that was only a few weeks ago. And I had so much fun while we were out there. And the issue for me was, though, it became a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. I'll be <laughs> well, yeah. And then I had to cut my half of the, the trip short, yeah. unfortunately, for some non-work stuff. So we had to cram all that work in. And then we kept coming up with ideas, I know. new things to try. And then once the problem with a career like this uh, in an industry like this is once you have an idea, there's no way not to do it. Mm-hmm. So we just kept layering work on work while we subtracted time. Well, not only that, but it's like when you have the idea, it's better just to do it immediately yeah. before someone tries to either talk you out of it or steal it. <laughs> so it's Or like, you start to convince it. yourself that it's too much work or it yeah. wasn't a good idea to begin with. Yeah, you got to strike while the dumb idea iron is hot. Exactly, exactly. And I think by the time you're listening to this episode, I think RTX may have passed. So this is actually this is the 15th. So RTX is still going on. It's July 15th when you're listening to this, when this is being released. And I think the annual pass panel has come and gone, though. So Jeffrey and I did an annual pass panel for RTX, which is the Rooster Teeth (laughs) convention that we do every single year. We're doing a virtual this year. And uh, we showed off some video from our time on the Velocicoaster. Jeff and I got to ride the Velocicoaster by ourselves with a video camera and so we showed that we may have actually shown some clips we we are doing a, we did a test podcast of Jeff and I walking around Universal Studios Orlando the uh, Universal Studios Park in Orlando and I really enjoyed doing it it was actually a lot of fun just walking around and just me kind of talking about what was happening around us and sort of our experience walking around a park yeah it was kind of like a mix between an audio tour and a podcast and I gotta yeah. say Jack you had me laughing earlier because I wasn't sure where you were going with that because it really uh-huh. sounded to me like you were about to say, speaking of dumb ideas, RTX is 15 years old. <laughs> I love RTX, man. <laughs> I, as I, do I. I couldn't figure out why you were dude. I, I pitched RTX to, to, I think, you and Bernie, I, or an idea of RTX, like uh, an official convention years before we did the first one, but... Uh, I was no one at that time. No one, no one <laughs> cared about little old Jack at that point. But anyway, but look at me now, Jeffrey. I've got my own podcast talking about theme parks. Yay. Only took me 14 or 15 years, however long you guys have known me. So, And I got to drag you along with me. But anyway, today, Jeff, 
We're yes. going to talk about a roller coaster. Let's do it. Well, you know, in the past, we've done a lot of stuff about Universal, a lot of stuff about Disney. We've done one other Six Flags attraction before, which we did the Judge Roy scream up in Dallas. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the Iron Rattler down at Fiesta, Texas in San Antonio, Texas. Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. So have you been to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, Jeff? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I've lived in Texas for a long time. And I've definitely been to a Six Flags in Texas, but there are three, or there were three, and I couldn't tell you which one of the three it was. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I'll take a maybe. I mean, like, Six Flags, they're very similar. You know, like, like it's interesting, the sort of different tiers of theme park experience. You know, like, I would put Disney and Universal at the top, obviously. Okay. Like, the amount of theming, the amount of show that goes into those are absolutely incredible. And then you've got your sort of next tier, which is like your Six Flags, your Cedar Points, and a bunch of other places you and I are going to go. And those tend to be more focused less on overall show, like not necessarily big theming stuff, but a lot of these times these places go for massive coasters and, and like thrills and excitements. So not necessarily like developing something like Velocicoaster, which has a ton of theming and sort of story behind it. It's like, no, here's just a big coaster and you're going to go very fast. They're not world building. They're just trying to yeah. build a, a, an intense experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might sort of, you know, like name like, OK, this area of the park is Gotham City and we'll have a Joker coaster and a Batman coaster and a, and a Riddler coaster. But, you know, that's about it. You know, it's yeah. not going to get the super intense theming. So then is there a level below that level? Like, I would say like regional parks, maybe. OK. The ones that are more like carnival type things, you know, like the sort of pop up places like we have a rodeo in Austin and the Austin rodeo actually usually falls mm -hmm. around March time. And they'll sort of bring one of those pop up carnivals where they'll have the, the Ferris wheel and the sort of mini coasters and those ones where. You know, someone's smoking and then like throws a cigarette away and turns on the ride. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something you've seen yeah. a Simpsons episode, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The the one time, the one time I almost passed out during an actual uh, like ride on a on a, a themed attraction was at a place like that. Actually, at the rodeo in Austin, there was a ride where I don't I, I don't know the name of it. It's the you know the conscious killer, but it was something where you sat on this little like thing that was attached like a wheel and spoke type thing. Ah, uh, yeah. It started spinning really fast and the the seat you were in kind of started bending upwards where you're basically mm -hmm. like your shoulders to the ground and then the whole thing like it just had an arm that lifted so instead of on your side now you're just going up and down up and down doing flips over and over and over again it is whipping you around and as it was happening i literally got those black dots started appearing on the side of my vision my, my vision started narrowing it was like the sun. I could see the sun whipping past my my field of vision. I think I may have brought this up on the podcast before, but but yeah, ultimately, like just before I went under, <laughs> like they slowed down and, and uh, released me from the uh, the hell that that ride was. I know what that ride. Uh, I know that ride. Oh yeah, Are you a friend of that ride? No, 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 no. But I'm from. The, I know which one you're talking about. It's called the uh, teacups. Yeah. <laughs> that's it that's it i've you seen it a lot it. of a lot of places have teacups. i know yeah. so i have to avoid those now anytime. yeah i will steer clear of the teacups thanks <laughs> thanks for the warning anyway that's i would put that tier three maybe even four you know like the ones that are just like meant to hurt you basically where would you put and and i'm asking out of genuine curiosity because i i, I never crossed my mind that these were ranked this way where would you put like a bush gardens bush gardens would be like somewhere between tier one and two okay. like bush gardens to me like is definitely has feelings of Six Flags-ish, but is a, kind of on a sort of higher level, in my opinion. Uh, I really like Bush Gardens when we were there. You would put it above Six Flags. I, okay. I think so. I mean, like, to be fair, I haven't been to a Six Flags proper in a few years, like probably five or six years. And we actually did a tour. We did, we did a, a performance tour on the East Coast, and we finished in Tampa. And a community member who was a fan of our content actually invited us out and gave us like VIP access to Bush Gardens. So we got to ride everything without waiting in line. We did it all. And it was a lot of fun, but we also had a massive group of people. It was like 20 yeah. of us. And like, I like that. But if you're trying to experience a park for the first time, having that many people makes it tricky because you sort of have to wrangle cats where it's like, oh, you, you know, Tiffany's got to use the restroom. Like John needs a soda. It's like, OK, like. For me, I want to get through and like check out a bunch of stuff and I get really excited and you've seen me in parks. I get yeah. super jazzed and amped up. And so having to wait for people like if it's a park, I know back to front, I'm fine with it. But if it's something I want to experience, it's tough for me to be like, OK, I guess we'll wait another 10 minutes before we go ride another coaster. Yeah, I saw the photos of that day. It, uh, I was happy that I, I stayed in my hotel room and read. 
So then where would you put here? And I've, I know nothing okay. about this place other than the name. Where would you put Knott's Berry Farm or Knott's Dairy Farm? What would you, not, sure. No, Knott's Berry Farm. That's out in California. Um, yeah. I actually haven't been there. Oh. I am woefully behind in my California parks. I've only been to Disneyland and California Adventure, and I've only been to Universal Hollywood. Oh. So I haven't been to like, is Great America out there? Or Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain. Six Flags Magic Mountain is out there. Knott's Berry Farm is out there. Even SeaWorld in San Diego is apparently pretty good. But no, I haven't been to any of those parks outside of the uh, you know Universal and Disney. So, well, it sounds like we've got our work cut out for us. If everyone out there listening to this podcast, I love you. By the way, thank you very much for supporting our show. If if you guys wanted to go pick up a shirt, and maybe now we have lanyards <laughs> out there, we have we have hats, we have our new jacket, we have a rain jacket as well. If you guys want to go grab like you know Christmas presents right now, and just go ahead and buy a bunch of those in advance, because. Our budget depends on how much stuff we sell. I'll be honest, pull back the curtain a little bit. You'd be making an already fairly successful middle-aged man's dreams come true. <laughs> Dude, I want so I was I was listening to the podcast and we talked about going back to Universal Orlando for uh Halloween Horror Nights and I'm yeah. like, that's September. That's like 2 Coming months up. away. You better start selling some lanyards, buddy. So please, if you, you know, pick up a lanyard, you can throw your passes in there, whatever you need. Jack, what better way to sell a lanyard than to tell me about the Rockin' Rattler? What's it called? <laughs> the rat, Rattle Rocker. The Iron Rattler. Oh, oh Rattle Tattle. Oh, uh, what is that? Iron Rattler. The Iron, the Rattler. Iron Rattler. So I'm looking at pictures of it in the Discord server, and it looks terrifying. Oh, yeah. it's It doesn't look safe at all. Is that wood? That's the deal. So the Iron Rattler is actually started as the Rattler, which was just a wooden coaster. So I'm going to read up some stuff on here because I don't have a lot of backstory on this. I'm going to read a lot of Wikipedia. So thank you, Wikipedia, for a lot of the uh, information here. The Rattler had been constructed by Roller Coaster Corporation of America when the coaster debuted in March 14th, 1992. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. What, uh, what? I don't mean to stop you, but Roller Coaster Corporation of America? I know, that sounds super fake. Roller it Coaster Corporation of like America. It sounds like a villain corporation in like a <laughs> cheesy movie where it's like, Roller Coaster Corporation's going to buy the, <laughs> the park if we can't raise the money to save it. And we then they're going to shut down all the, they're going to shut down all the fun rides. So the Roller Coaster Corporation of America was an amusement ride manufacturer based in the United States. The company's first major project was the Rattler at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, 92. So this is their first thing. 1992. Okay. Yeah. While their most famous coaster was the Son of Beast at Kings Island, the world's tallest and second looping wooden coaster when it opened in 2000. So they shut down in 2005. Wow. Okay. This is interesting. Okay. So the Roller Coaster Corporation of America, they were founded in 1979, and their first major project was the Rattler in 1992. What were they doing for 13 years? R and D, Jack. R and D, research and development. They were trying to get they were trying to get a foot in the door. They were knocking on any door. Nobody would listen to them. Wow. It takes time. 13 years with oh, Jesus. It sounds like a. <clears throat> Uh, not that I would know. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> sounds like that sounds like money laundering. Possibly, possibly. Uh, no, we are a Roller Coaster Corporation of America Incorporated, LPD. <laughs> Uh, when the coaster debuted on March 14th, 1992, it was the tallest and fastest wooden coaster in the world with a height of 179 feet, a first drop of 166 feet, and a top speed of 73 miles per hour, outdoing its then-rival Mean Streak at Ohio's Cedar Point. Obviously, Cedar Point is kind of the granddaddy of roller coaster theme parks, and that's one of those places that you and I, that's, that's a big old star on our list of places to go, Jeff. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of it until you mentioned it, you know, through the course of this podcast. I, I, I've been wondering. So for Cedar Point, I almost wonder if I should go without you initially and try to ride everything <laughs> and then take you. Or should we experience it together for the first time? What do Let's you think? Let's experience it together for the first time. And okay. here's why I'll say that. There are a, almost an infinite number of uh, roller coaster and theme park experiences that we can have that True. you can lead me through that you already have that experience with. But there are a finite number of these places in the world and a finite number of these rides. And so there are going to be less and less opportunities for you and I to experience them for the first time together as the okay. show goes on. Take advantage of the opportunities when we can. All right. So if anyone's up there at Cedar Point, you want to reach out to us, feel free. Annual pass at roosterteeth.com. Drop us an email. We will absolutely get back to you. 
Designer John Pierce stated the original plans kept changing as the park's co-developers insisted on having the tallest wooden coaster in the world. So I guess they kept shifting it around because they wanted that tallest number. You got roller coasters are so much about numbers, about speed, about heights, about flips, inversions. Well, you said what did you say it was like 170 something feet, 170 179 feet. If memory serves, when we were on that Veloci coaster, that was like 100 that went up to like a 150, I want to say. I think it was like 155 was the top. Yeah. Of that. That was a lot of very strong, very beefy looking metal. You know, it looked safe. Like when you see metal beams that are like half the width of your car, you feel safe. (laughs) I'm looking at a roller coaster that's made out of matchsticks (laughs) in these pictures. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent of the uh, the Judge Roy scream, right? Yeah, the, the, something about a wooden coaster is just intimidating because it just it looks like a, a strong gust of wind can just knock it right over. Oh yeah, yeah. So the tallest wooden coaster in the world, they, it held its title until 1994 when its first drop was shortened from 166 feet down to 124 feet, resulting in a reduction of a top speed from 73 to 65 miles an hour. So I don't know, were you in Texas around the mid 90s? Like I don't know where you landed because yeah. you, you moved here. I moved here in 94. Okay, so maybe it was a little bit after that. But when the Rattler first came out down in San Antonio, I was in high school, middle school at the time. It was known as like the back destroyer. So people would go on it and it would whip you around and like people would come off clutching their hips and backs because it hurts so bad. (laughs) It's called the Rattler because they literally said like, oh, it'll, it'll rattle your bones, basically. I thought it was like snake related, but yeah, okay, That makes sense, too. Technically, it's snake related, but it's I mean, multi-layered everyone. this uh, this roller coaster. <laughs> and so they reduced the extremity of it from uh, 166 to 124 because it was like genuinely hurting people getting off this thing. I tried looking up some like, you know, stories about that. And actually, like on the the sort of incidents on the coaster, there wasn't anything major talked about. Like no, no one got seriously hurt on it, which is surprising because this thing was brutal. Have you ridden it? I rode the softened version of the Rattler. Okay, okay. So back you, in the day. Your back is fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was also a child, so I was still, you know, relatively bendy and still had a metabolism. Yeah, so. yeah. You hadn't quite formed yet. <laughs> in late 2009, Six Flags Over Texas closed their Texas giant wooden roller coaster for a $10 million renovation, which took more than a year to complete. The Texas giant, Jeff, that is another coaster we will talk about someday. That thing is incredible up in Dallas. Anyway, okay. Idaho firm Rocky Mountain Construction replaced the wooden track with a new steel box track, retaining a wooden support structure. The refurbishment was ultimately a success with, quote, resoundingly positive reviews from riders. The park's parent company, Six Flags, immediately began looking for other rides in its chain, which would benefit from a similar overhaul. So basically, they left the wooden base and replaced the tracks with iron tracks. With much heavier tracks. Exactly. Something that would definitely crumble any significant wood uh, anything yeah. that might be warped all i'm bad. saying dude is that wood is silvered like my fence was in the first <laughs> house that i bought and that fence that started to peel up at the bottom and the top i had to replace the whole damn thing and it might maybe lasted another five years i unless they're replacing these boards like every three and a half years or so it's yeah. gotta i i it, it yeah, it's one of those things where, like, while you're in line, don't lean against it because it might just crumble. It might the whole thing might fall over. It's what it feels like for sure. At the IAAPA tooth, oh, wait, did I break you? <laughs> you <laughs> see a carny coming out and be like, "Man, please don't, please don't lean on that. You'll knock the, you'll knock the whole thing over. Everybody's gonna die. Signs everywhere." At the IAA. PA 2011 trade show. That's the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. Uh, Alan Schilk of Rocky Mountain Construction revealed that their company had two projects that they would be working on for 2013 openings, one of which was an iBox conversion of a wooden roller coaster. It was later revealed by the Spokane Journal of Business that the Rattler would be completely refurbished in 2013 with new track and trains in a matter similar to that used by the company on the new Texas Giant at Six Flags over Texas in 2011. Although Six Flags did not publicly confirm their plans, the park announced that the Rattler would close on August 5th, 2012, at the end of the operating day on August 5th, 2012, park personnel and select enthusiasts took the final ride, which after which the Rattler as a wood coaster ceased operation. I wonder if those 24 people that rode that last ride, I wonder I wonder what they're doing today, Jeff. They're probably in physical therapy, right? Trying to get their back, their, <laughs> their vertebrae unfused or whatever. 
Probably, probably. Uh, the National Roller Coaster Museum and Archives announced on April 16, 2013, that they would be auctioning off the first ride of the Iron Rattler on the evening of May 17, 2013, and proceeds going towards the museum. Also, a soft opening was held for the media on May 15, 2013. The grand opening of the Iron Rattler was May 25, 2013. I wonder when they did that soft o- opening for the media, I wonder if they invited the Spokane Journal of Business <laughs> after their hard-hitting journalistic reporting broke the story maybe a little too early that it was the Rattler that was getting the conversion. The Spokane Journal of Business is an independent business newspaper founded in February 1986, which covers news primarily in eastern Washington state and northern Idaho, (laughs) including Spokane, Washington and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Okay. <laughs> Somebody in Spokane uh, who's a local journalist must r- is probably a fan of this podcast, probably loves roller coasters yeah. and theme parks. That's so interesting. I don't know why. Why them? I guess, I don't, anyway, well, weird. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, and so here's a fun fact. Jeff, did you know I was on a TV show around this roller coaster? I knew you were on a TV show about roller coasters. I didn't know it was around this one. So there was a TV show on the Travel Channel called Insane Coaster Wars. And for season two, they actually featured the Iron Rattler. I think it was actually before it opened. I don't remember. I'm going to I'd have to look in my phone to figure out when we went. But uh, we shot a few of us from Rooster Teeth actually went and rode the Iron Rattler. I think a total of 12 times over the course of the day. And uh, it was brutal. <laughs> it was. Did, did it win the war? I think it won that episode. I forget. I mean, obviously, this was almost 10 years ago. But like every episode would show up like three coasters and I was like, which is the best one from this episode? And I can't find our episode. I've been looking, I've been like scouring, you know, YouTube and trying to find an archive of it. So if you if you know anyone of the Travel Channel who has access to the second season Insane Coaster Wars episode, <laughs> I think it's the second episode. Let me know because I'd like to see it again. It was Babyface Jack riding roller coasters. You know, think about war, Jack. What's that, Jeff? War never changes. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Perlman. I appreciate you. <laughs> Take a gulp of water. Definitely hydrate, especially on these hot Texas days. That's one of Jack's tips. I think that was on my list of tips for theme parks, right? That's why I said it. Yeah, stay hydrated. Take food and water with you. Yeah. You, dude, we were out there in Florida. You know what it's like to to be in the sun for for more than three hours. Ooh, it'll it'll, it'll sap you. Not only that, dude, but, you know, I grew up on the Gulf Coast in Alabama and in Florida. So I spent most of my childhood dealing with it. But I, you, living in Austin, you forget about humidity, which, by the way, a lot of people come to Austin and complain about the humidity. Those people have never stepped one foot east of Austin. It is. Good Lord, man. I was dry. I felt like I had jumped in a pool by the time we'd been there for 45 minutes. Yeah, it was not fun. And carrying around a backpack, too, it gets pretty sweaty, too. But it's important because you need somewhere to put all your stuff. And so and I, I hear cargo pants aren't cool anymore. It's not going to stop me from wearing them, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Let me take just a couple minutes to tell you about some of our sponsors here on Annual Pass. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. And uh, by supporting the people we talk about, you support this show. So, hey, that would be great. First up, one of my favorites. I want to tell you a little bit about Red Web. We've got some amazing text here I'm going to read for you. In a world full of secrets, two sleuths with an appetite for the unknown have come together to uncover the hidden truths of the Internet. Join co-hosts Trevor Collins and Alfredo Diaz as they dive into the Internet's most intriguing mysteries, conspiracies, and supernatural events. Every week, our hosts will guide you through one of the numerous unsolved incidents and through what some would call expert analysis, try to figure out what's real and what's nothing more than a tall tale. That sounds a lot more... A lot more serious than Red Web. I, I love Red Web. I've, I've been listening to it now for a few months. It's a good show. Trevor and Alfredo are really, really funny. If you're into conspiracy theories and just weird stuff and kind of things like that, that doesn't feel right. These guys dive into it. Everything from Bigfoot to Chupacabra to uh, the most recent one they put out was The Watcher House, which was super, super spooky. So, uh, yeah, give it, give them a shot. I really like it. You can unravel the mystery and connect the dots each week with Red Web available Wednesdays on Rooster Teeth YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting apps. Um, yeah, go, go give them a listen. They, they're, they're good dudes, and I really like their show. So I hope you dig it. Uh, also, while we're here... I don't know if you're still if you're listening to this live, but RTX at home is still going on right now. If you're listening to this when it released, do you like our show? 
do you like us then you're probably going to love rtx at home rtx at home is rooster t's virtual convention happening july 8th through 17th it's free for anyone to check out on rooster teeth's apps and website and you'll definitely see a whole lot more of us there we actually had the uh the annual pass panel last weekend like it was like the second or third day of rtx at home and there we showed off some like video footage and some stills from jeff and i going to orlando we released some new merchandise including our brand new uh jacket we have it's a it's a windbreaker. It's really nice. And with that, you get a lanyard, too. Very, very cool. We got hats coming out very soon, too. We showed off while we were doing that panel. But uh, it's pretty neat. And there's still a whole lot more of RTX left, including DJ Jonk, who uh, is, a, is a good friend of mine. He's uh, he's going to be DJing Saturday nights to close out RTX at Home 2021. So tickets are still available for that. You can check it out. Come check out the rest of the panels and podcasts about comedy, animation, gaming, and more, including the annual pat. Well, it already happened, but there you go. RTX at Home was July 8th through 17th, only on Rooster Teeth. Go to rtxevent.com for more information. There you go. RTX at Home. It's a lot of fun. And it's a good place for us to kind of show off and sort of have a, a nice platform to talk about things and, and get to do video versions of our podcast. So that was a lot of fun. So that's going to do it. Again, Red Web, check it out. RTX at home, check it out. Go watch DJ Jonk Saturday night, uh, which is uh, a date which I will say is the 17th. It's the last day of RTX at home. And with that, let's get back to talking about the Iron Rattler. Well, Jeff, that's enough backstory on the Iron Rattler. Are you ready? To go on a, a brief descriptive ride of the Iron Rattler with me, Jeffrey. I have, I have one condition. I will only go on it with a man who's been on it 12 times in one day as an adult <laughs> and once barely as a child. Hey, that's me. I, f- I fit. I, f- I fulfill <laughs> those those qualifications. Woo-hoo. That worked out really well, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> what are the odds? Jeff, travel with me now through the magic of audio to Six Flags Fiesta Texas 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 Ooh. Hey look Jeff you can look at that in the back corner of the park we're for Six Flags Fiesta Texas it's hot Oh it is you know what it's hot Jack but I'll take it it's a dry heat I don't it's, mind it's, it there's not a lot of humidity I don't no, know what people good. are people are complaining all around me about the humidity but it's a dry it's a dry heat Jack and uh, uh, I'm enjoying it I got to say Hey well let's let's maybe we'll go we'll go hit up some water rides after this but we got to go to the Crack Axle Canyon portion of the park Jeff the back right corner of the park cuz you and I are going to ride the Iron Rattlers today Jeffrey All right uh, I'm scared of both uh, connotations of this ride <laughs> if I'm being honest Not a big fan of snakes that's right Not a big fan of snakes don't like when my bones rattle well, hey, you might see, well, you probably won't see a snake, but hey, bones are definitely rattling. Okay, <laughs> let's walk back to the back corner of the park. We're going to that Crack Axle Canyon area of the park, Jeff. And it's actually like right next to the Roadrunner Express. They actually intertwine a little bit right at the very beginning. So that's pretty crazy. Okay, wow, look up, look at that hill, Jeff. Look how high it is. Oh, how high my, is it? it is crazy high. It's 179 feet tall at the top. I was going to say, if, if it's, yeah, about 179 feet is what I would guess. Yeah, it's a good guess. You nailed it right on the nose. It's, you can see that, that old wood, Jeff, that old brownish wood up in the, uh, you know, it's, it's, up, it's lifting up that orange track all the way up into the yeah. sky. And not only that, it's part of, the, so this whole area, Jeff, I don't know if you knew this, this whole area was a quarry back in the day. So they used to mine stone, I think limestone in this area, actually. And so, like, there's there are big quarry walls that sort of encapsulate this whole ride, and 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 Iron Rattler goes over the top and around the, and back down the sides of it. Jeff, it's gonna be lots of fun. Are you, re- are you ready? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, okay, Power Ranger. All right, let's <laughs> let's get in line. Ooh, oh, look, we made it to the, the loading station very quickly. That, that's very fast. I was about to ask how long you anticipated the line being. I don't know. Probably, let's say 45 minutes. It's a big one. So okay. there's a lot of a lot of roller coasters here at Six Flags VS Texas. Okay, we're gonna load. Oh look, look, Jeff, you love this. The actual car itself. It has a. It's like a rattlesnake. It's got a snake on the front. Yay. That's what snakes do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, it yeah. rattle. I don't have. I don't have anything to rattle around. Yeah, you. It's no, fine. Can you hear that? It's a rattle. <laughs> it, uh, that's, yeah. That, that's actually a box of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Do you want you want to ride in the front? or You want to ride in the back? This is a very important question. Where are we gonna ride? I want to ride in the front because I think it'll be better on the bones. Okay. All right. Let's ride in the front then. Okay. So you and me get in that front row, and there's there's another 22 people lined up behind us. This isn't like you know other coasters where we're gonna ride it by ourselves. We gotta wait in line and get in with everybody. Here we are. We're in the car, Jeff. So what you're saying is, if anything goes wrong, 24 of us are going down. 
not just you and I. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Okay. All right, so here we are. We're in the car. We've got our lap bars. All right, and we're off. Okay, so it starts off very slowly. We're heading. We can actually see the Roadrunner Express right in front of us. It's kind of like that that white and, and red metal from that coaster. It's kind of wrapped around. But you and I, we're going to go around. We're going down to the left. Slow little turn. And now, Jeff, we're going up the lift hill. That's right. We got ourselves a clicky lift hill. It's going up. So slow. It's climbing Calm to that top. the storm. 179 feet. You can look over to your left. You can see the whole park. You can look to your right and see the quarry. And oh, the, the scary thing is, too, there's a staircase that follows up the whole way. So if the whole thing gets stuck, we can get out and walk. <laughs> Jack, I got a question for you while we're What's clicking. That? And we got time because it takes yeah, forever. Yeah, we got time. Uh, is bit. there a ride that's just uh, it's just this part? We just click up to the top and then we get out? Just like and a stairway just, to heaven. And then we just basically. go eat a churro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like to the second level. Or I think that's called an escalator, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. You know if escalators made clicky noises, I'd be fine with it. For what it's worth, Universal Hollywood actually has a really massive escalator we can ride next time we're there. We'll probably ride it down and maybe back up, too, if you're lucky. All right, Jeff, we're approaching the top. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right, hands up. Here we go. We're going. We're cresting the hill. Oh, it's uh, in the front. We gotta wait. Uh, and down we go. Uh, and we're going down. We got a slight little bend to the left, and then a, a real, real fast. You're going 70 miles an hour. You can feel the G-forces pushing your cheeks back. Like that's the noise you make. And then really quick, we go up and over a hill. And now we do an overbank turn, so we lean to our left. We're like our shoulders facing the ground. It's almost like uh, like a hundred degrees. It's crazy. And then another one. And then we go down the quarry, Jeff. And now we picked up lots of speed. We're leaning to our left, leaning to our left. And oh no, we're going right. We've done a barrel roll, Jeff. Ah. We did a barrel roll on a freaking wooden coaster with metal tracks. That's the first time that's ever happened. Can you uh, believe it? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna, gonna take another hill, and then we've got another one of those sharp bank turns. We're leaning to our right, and then boom, we're leaning back to our left. We're snaking around, and we're on top of the quarry. But now we've got a little hill, oh, and you just kind of slow down a little bit, and we get enough time to catch your brother. We're going back down, Jeff. Ah, we're going down, and we're going to the left, hide into a tunnel. It's a dark and spooky tunnel, Jeff. It's dark and spooky, Jack. Hold my hand. But we're screaming. What do, what do you scream when you're in tunnels, Jeff? What do I scream when I'm in tunnels? Yeah. What do you, what what do you scream when you're in? What does your tunnel scream, Jack? Ah! Oh, I, okay. I thought it was like a... F no bats! No bats! <laughs> and then, uh, okay, and then we're, we're out of the tunnel. We echo through. We come through the tunnel. We've got a nice little... Whoop, we do a little hoop-de-doo. And we're on a break run. And we're done. Woo! That was quick. It's a, it's a fast coaster, Jeff. Very, very fast. I don't think I liked it. Oh, and now we're, we slow down to a stop, and we're going to slowly creep our way back into the station where we're all done. It's very, very fast. Do you want to you go again? You want to go again? We want to get back uh, in line again? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, uh, all right. You, I, you, uh, you promised me water park stuff. That's true. How many times did you ride that? 12, 12? in one day? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. From the top of the lift hill, I'm, I'm actually watching a YouTube video. Uh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas actually released an official POV ride. So starts at about 112, and then the brake run hits. So it's just under a minute. So it's about 205. Yeah, so we're about about 55 seconds or so for the whole thing. But it's fast. It whips you around, and it's a lot of fun. It's a really, really good coaster, actually. That's crazy to think about. What's that? There's probably a line behind us waiting to get on this roller coaster while we stand here in the heat and hold this up and talk, uh, do this podcast uh, on the platform. <laughs> but we just rode a ride that was uh, 55 seconds, I believe, less than one minute. And yeah. those, I, I, I'm looking at hundreds of people behind me standing in the oh, yeah. just sun beating down on them and very few of them look prepared some of them i can tell listened to your five tips and came uh, -huh. uh, uh dressed came appropriately prepared. and prepared but a lot of them are just like i can see the there's pink they're pink and they're turning lobster red jack because they're not wearing enough sunscreen they're going to be miserable mm -hmm. tomorrow and they're standing in line for at least 45 minutes for less than one minute of fun and not only that, but like back in the day, you go ride something. Oh God, what's the name? There's a there's a coaster up in up in Six Flags over Texas, up in Dallas, up in Arlington, that literally uh, was it Starscreen? No, I forget the name of. But it's literally it just goes up a hill, makes a turn, and then does a loop de loop, like does two loops back to back, and then goes up and then makes another turn and back to the station. And you would wait in line for an hour for that thing. Yeah. Also, they're gonna put they're gonna spend. 10 times more than that, putting aloe vera on over the next two weeks <laughs> to soothe the pain just from standing Absolutely. in line 
for the 55. So that's insane. That's the mark of a good ride, Jack. Yeah, it's a good ride. It's a lot of fun. Um, So the the crazy thing was that initial launch hill or the, the hill after you make it to the top, 81 degree drop, Jeff. 81 degrees. Yeah, it felt like it. It was pretty bad. Pretty crazy. And then you've got the overbank turns. So those ones where it kind of whips you around. One goes 110 degrees. And then there's a 95 degree one. And then a 98 degree one and a 93 degree one. So like you're on your side, 100% on your side. Uh, how often do people fly out? Uh, <laughs> so far, none. There's actually uh, there was a whole thing where there was an accident up in Six Flags over Texas on the the new Texas Giants. And ever since that, they've been very, very careful about seatbelts and making sure everyone's locked in. Like everything they did, they thought was correct. But now they've added extra additional stuff to it. So there's actually seatbelts. So you're not coming out of this thing at all, Jeff. Oh, good. So you don't okay. need to worry about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see here. It's uh, the ride was ranked the second best new ride of 2013 with 19% of the vote. What was the first or the best new ride? Why why would you ask me? I don't know. I, no, I'm asking myself. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm on Wikipedia. It also ranked at position eleven for the world's best steel roller coasters on its debut year. So and that's from the Golden Ticket Awards. Almost cracked the top ten. That's right. It's hard to do. Hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie Bucket said, nope, nope, no, you're, you're in the, you made, you got to stay back there. Anyway, so that is the Iron Rattler. Um, Jeff, I've got a feeling you and I could ride this pretty soon. Yeah, okay, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I think I'm, I'll have to check my calendar. I might be probably busy that day, but, uh, but, you know, let me know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, we're, it's July now. I'm sure there's time we can make it down to one of the Six Flags. We, we could, we could drive down there, we're, like, head out early in the morning, get ourselves some season passes, manual passes. And See then, it feels appropriate. Uh, ride the Rattler a quick 12 times and come home and uh, go straight exactly. to the chiropractor. Dude, there are so many. Like, I've got so. So many people that have to see chiropractors now because of that ride. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> you know me. I love theme park maps. And, <laughs> and Six Flags actually has their theme park map for Fiesta Texas up. There are 12 what they call maximum thrill attractions. And they have the new Daredevil dive flying machines as well. The Superman Krypton Coaster, Joker, Carnival of Chaos, Batman the Ride, Poltergeist. Maybe you'll see Craig T. Nelson. That would be awesome to be able to see <laughs> Batman, Superman, Daredevil, and Craig T. Nelson as the <laughs> husband from Poltergeist, not as his uh, more popular yeah. role as coach. Not as, not uh, as coach. Talk about a Justice League. <laughs> It's Zelda Rubenstein and Craig D. Nelson <laughs> and Batman and Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, no one's going to get that, but I appreciate if you do. So uh, anyway, oh, man. we'll absolutely go down to uh, Six Flags. Well, let's, let's make it a point this year to go All at right. least to Fiesta or to Ar Arlington, one or the let's other. Do it. Just, let's go just, to Fiesta. Let's just say screw it and do it. Let's go to Fiesta. All right. All right. All right. We'll take it out of the budget. Ben's not here today, so we can just tell we make up stuff. It's okay. And then just send him all the receipts. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's it. So if you've ridden the Iron Rattler, let me know. I actually don't know if there's a ride photo in this because when I went, obviously, I think it was in that little soft opening window where it wasn't officially open to the public. So I think like if there was a ride photo, we didn't get it. For sure, because oh. that would have been a lot of a uh, lot of Polaroids, <laughs> the twelve rides. <laughs> um, but if you've ridden Iron Rattler, let us know on our on our social media accounts on annual underscore pass on Twitter or Instagram. Also, make sure to check out our Instagram page. You can go and rewatch the Velocicoaster video that we shot while we were out in um, Florida. And I, you see all like Ben and Katie going around the parks and having a lot of fun stuff. We had a really good time. So check all that stuff out on our Instagram account, annual underscore pass as well. Jeff, so how about now you and I answer some questions that we have over on Rooster Teeth? Yeah, okay, sure. Let's do it. That work for you? So, yeah, if you, if you have a question, go to Rooster Teeth and go find Annual Pass's newest release and ask a question in the comments. And I'm going through there and I'm pulling down some questions that Jeffrey and I will answer in an upcoming episode. So here we go. Here's one from Chester Chivo. Great, great username. Right, Jack one. and Jeff. Have you ever had to evacuate a ride early because it broke down? My last trip to Disneyland, Splash Mountain broke down after we climbed the mountain after the drop, and we had to evacuate the ride by getting out of the log flume and walk through the ride. It definitely killed the illusion and magic of the ride, but it was a weird experience that not everyone gets to see. Have you ever been on an attraction that has broken down and had to uh, like evacuate or do a walkthrough? When I was in Disneyland, when we did that trip right before the pandemic, the one time mm -hmm. I went, I think we were in California Adventure and I was in line for like a Cars ride mm -hmm. and the line shut down, like the ride shut down while we were in line. And so they just told us to come back later. 
Uh, and then when I was in the uh, the Harry Potter ride with you, hanging sideways, it stopped for <laughs> I don't know. We must have been hang- I must have been hanging sideways there for a good three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were on Forbidden Journey, like right, like almost immediately, if you know the ride, it was like Jeff was on the the bench in front of us, and then we were on the next one, and we had just got the flu powder on us. Like uh, Hermione was like, you know, observatory, and so she threw the flu powder on us. And then right after that, it whips you back. And Jeff was in front of us, so he had just been whipped back. (laughs) So what were you staring at? Was it just the sort of portal area, or had you made it to the actual observatory yet? I was staring at like half of a screen and then a gray wall and ceiling. (laughs) I don't know. And then shortly thereafter, you had all of your insides rattled around. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We needed to rethink our approach on timing of uh, Forbidden Journey. Next next time, we'll do it properly. We'll, we'll, (laughs) We'll get it down right. So I, uh, I've i been on a few things. I don't know if I've ever been on one where it's straight up like, we're shutting down, you need to evacuate. It's called a 101. So a ri- when a ride breaks down, it goes 101. And that was actually one of the podcast names I was thinking about doing for uh, for this one before it became annual pass. But when I worked at the Great Movie Ride, so if a vehicle would go down, if it would straight up break, we'd go 101. And because of the way the, the attraction was designed, if a vehicle got stuck, say, in Wizard of Oz or in the finale... Every vehicle behind it couldn't move forward. So it's not like you could just kind of lift it up, move out of the way. If it's stuck, it's stuck. And until the engineers can come in and fix them, you would basically have to evacuate the ride. So when I evacuate sounds super, super scary, you just basically have to clear everyone off the attraction. So you just open the doors and go walking. And on my, my attraction was a flat, slow moving ride. So it was easy. And so our managers there, they're actually really cool about it. So they said anytime we had a 101 significant enough to actually shut down the ride and have to manually walk people out. What they would do is basically say they would allow the the ca- the guests to take photos anywhere. They'd be oh, like, wow. "Oh, you want to go stand next to uh, you know John Wayne and his horse? Go for it. You want to stand by the bank? Go for it. You want to you know take a photo next to Dorothy? Sure, because it, you know it, it sucks when a ride breaks down. So it's like, oh well, we want you to remember something cool about what happened, not that the ride broke. And they're really smart about it. That is very smart. Yeah. And so if you ever see photos of, you know, like up close stuff from, you know, rides, maybe it's because something like that happened. Obviously, again, our attraction was a little bit different because it was less dangerous. Something like like Splash Mountain, there's a flume of water next to you. So you got to be careful about it. You know, ours is a flat track. So it's a little little different. But yeah, so that's that's the good question there, Chester Chivo. Jimma7, J-E-M-M-A, Jimma7 says, The Impossible Burger at Richter's is great. Load it up with salad from the salad bar. Give it a try next time. So Jimma is talking about, like we talked about our favorite restaurants, and I mentioned Richter's, which is a burger joint right across from the Fast and Furious Supercharge ride at Universal Orlando. It used to be Earthquake, so Richter's, because it's the Richter scale, mm. so Richter's was a burger mm. joint. It's still called Richter's now, but they say try the Impossible Burger. So I might, Jim, next time I'm there, I will do that for you. Jeff, remind me to eat an Impossible Burger at Richter's next time we're there. Okay, sounds good. we Will do. I'm going to, hold on, put that on my phone. Yeah, write that down. Mm. Sketch it in. Get your Blackberry out. <laughs> my pa- <laughs> I'm going to write it in my Palm Pilot. Okay. And then we've got one more question here from Focused underscore Photog. Between press pennies and decorative pins, which do you prefer? And are there any designs from either that you have or have seen that stand out to you? As an example, I have a set of pennies from the World Showcase from Epcot that have Mickey posed with various national landmarks from each of the countries. So, Jeff, do you know anything about pressed pennies? I know that we have them at RT. Right, that's true. We had you can make rooster teeth ones. It was like RTX twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen. We we got one of those press penny machines. Yeah, yeah. So basically that. So I think isn't it illegal to defame think, the U.S. currency? I think technically it might be. I think I think destroying currency is actually uh, not a felony, but it's, I think it's illegal. So well, we, we we need to get rid of the penny any way we can. So if, <laughs> if turn making okay. it decorative is the way to go, then let's do it. Doesn't it cost like one point three pennies to make one penny or something? Uh, I'm not aware of that, but it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, yeah. So I I personally like the pressed pennies. The pins, there's just so many of them that now I feel overwhelmed. Like you see, like I I wish I wish back in 2002, back 20 years ago when I was working at the Great Movie Ride, that I would have known how popular the pins would have become. It would have been like my my GameStop. I I would have loaded up on pins. And I would be a trebillionaire right now. You'd be sitting on a bunch of pins and Beanie Babies and Tickle Me Elmos going, I can't believe I missed the window. I got to wait for it to come back around. And just black lotuses and magic cards. That's all it would be. <laughs> but yeah, those pins, 
some of the older ones, like honestly, like the great movie ride pin is actually really rare. So I was trying, I'm going through and collecting some older stuff from Disney and GM and trying to find like movie ride stuff specifically. They actually did release a massive great movie ride marquee you can buy. And I haven't brought myself to buy one yet because it's like 150 bucks and I don't know where I would put it. So it's really house. cool though. Do you know what a perfect place would, would be to put it? Where is that? You can put it at the top of your trellis. Oh. <laughs> That's true. The tra- Dude, right now, the trellis, the roses on the trellis, I've got, they're out of control, man. Imagine the roses growing up around the marquee and growing into it. It would be so, it would be awesome. It'd be like nature reclaiming itself. You should do it. <laughs> you know what would be, it would be cool, though, if if I got one of those and then put like LEDs on it, like put like RGB yeah. strips on it and actually like lit it up, like that could actually be really neat. I don't know why you're not doing this already. Oh, man, that might be a project. Oh, man. Seems like great ancillary content for this podcast. Can I charge it to work then? Well, you just have to talk to uh, our producer about that, but uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, if we could, I can just charge it. I'll, I'll use the card and I'll charge it and let Ben take care of it. Sound good? Just run it by Ben. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask forgiveness, not permission. So. There you go. But uh, yeah, as far as the, the pennies go, I have a set of pennies. Actually, Katie and I, for our honeymoon, went to Orlando and we were just having a lot of fun. And so we thought like one day while we were at the Magic Kingdom, I saw a, a, a press penny machine. I was like, oh, we should we should get some press pennies. And then at the time on the actual machine, they had a website you could go to and it showed you the location of every single penny machine at Magic Kingdom. Really? And so we're like, we got to get them all. And so we literally went from every single machine and we got all of them. And the heartbreaking thing was at Space Mountain, the machines were broken. So it was the only one you couldn't get. Those are the only ones we couldn't get. But thankfully, we had some friends with us who went back a couple weeks later and actually got the last ones for us. So they mailed them to us. So we got all of them. So we have a complete set from like 2013, like that run of Magic Kingdom pennies, crushed pennies. And they and they sell penny books. They literally sell books. You unfold and they have little slots to put your pennies in. It's actually pretty cool. Like I'll, I'll show it to you. Maybe I'll take a yeah. photo of it and we'll post it on our Instagram. So if you have anything like that, let us know. If you have any, if you have any cool collections like that, let us know. So, but uh, that's gonna do it as far as Q and A this week. But hey, Jeff, we started this last week, and I'm gonna keep it going. We're gonna give away an autographed park map every single week. For those of you who answer our question of the week, so if you go to Rooster Teeth and go into our comments on this episode, answer this question. And then I'll randomly select a winner. And so a couple weeks later, we'll find who won after this episode's out. So it's going to be a little bit of delay. But our question this week, I want you to answer and go to our comments and answer is, if you could take Jeffrey and I on any roller coaster on the planet that you have ridden, that you've actually been on, which would it be and why? So how's that sound, Jeff? That sounds great. Do you have an answer? Do you, which coaster would you like to take me on? I, I don't know. Am I going to get a free park map? I mean, if you go on Rooster Teeth and you answer in the comments. See, I don't want to do that. I feel like okay. that would give me an unfair advantage. Okay, okay. Well, just between you and me then. Oh, uh, once again, I keep saying it. I want to go any ride in that uh, Japanese Disney Sea Park place. No, no. This is, I, I specifically said one you have ridden. So oh, it has one, to be one you've already in. been on. Yeah. Me, not even paying attention. Okay. Did you lose audio for three minutes and couldn't hear me and you were just mumbling <laughs> along? I would like to take you on. Okay. In 1995, I, I okay. spent a month in Germany on leave Ooh. when I was in the army. I stayed in Heidelberg at a friend's house who was stationed there. And I went to a, a local fair. And at the fair, there was a ride that made it went in a circle and up and down and it made my f- one of my friends vomit all over herself <laughs> and uh and then after that we we uh, we got out and uh, then we watched people sit in her vomit uh and then get up and leave and <laughs> oh then somebody else would come and then get up and leave and that was pretty entertaining for a while anyway i take you on that ride Okay, that's that's awesome, and that's horrible that you just watch people <laughs> sit and vomit. <laughs> I was a te- I was a teenager. What, what do you want me to oh, do? Okay, but you brought up Germany, which uh, reminded me of something. So there's a YouTube channel called Expedition Theme Park, which if you like roller coasters like me, or if you like theme parks like me, I absolutely recommend you check out Expedition Theme Park. Just a few days ago, they released a uh, video about Velocicoaster, which is really cool, and they went into some crazy backstory about the company that put it together, Intamin. Uh, which is the company that actually built Velocicoaster. And they talk about sort of the attractions and sort of 
the evolution of all the different sort of attractions that got them to the point where they could make Velocicoaster. It's a great, great YouTube video. Highly recommend checking them out. Expedition Theme Park, their awesome YouTube channel. All of their content's really good. So go, go, go watch their stuff. Anyway, that's all I had to say about that. Thank you. you reminded me about Germany. You have anything else to say, Jeff? No, no, that was it. Okay. I would say for me, the roller coaster I've ridden that I'd like to take you on, man, if I could take you to the, uh, oh, it's a toss up between the Titan and the Texas Giant, the original Texas Giant. I haven't ridden the new Texas Giant, which is the steel one, but the Titan up in Dallas. Oh, man, it's it goes so fast and is so smooth that I was literally drooling like like drool was coming out of my mouth and I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. OK, so I think putting you on that would be the way to go. If we go up to Dallas, I'm going to take you on the Titan, and we'll. And I'm pretty sure there's a photo for that one, so we can we can do that. Jack, I don't know if you care, but uh, there's some hot info that just came in. Uh -oh. As of 2020, a penny costs 1.76 cents to make. There you go. I knew I knew it was more than a penny. It gets worse. Uh -oh. A nickel costs 7.42 cents. We're losing money, Jeff. Yeah, we are. Who's doing our budgets? Jesus. All right. So there you go. Answer that question again. If you could take us on any roller coaster on the planet that you have ridden, that you have been on. Which would it be and why? Just go over Rooster to answer that, and then I will randomly select someone, and I'll probably drop you a message on the site and be like, hey, congratulations, you won. Where can I mail this park map to? I've got a bunch of maps. I've got some from Universal. I've got some Disney ones. I'm just going to sign a whole bunch of them and get Jeff to sign them, and we'll mail them out wherever. Uh, no no purchase necessary. Just jump in, and I don't know all the legal stuff. We didn't, I didn't run it by legal, so let's assume it's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how contests or anything work. This isn't really a contest. Anyway, whatever. It's a giveaway. That's going to do it for today's episode of Annual Pass, Jeff. That, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. I was nervous because I didn't think I had as much stuff, but I think this was more podcasty. I had a good time. Yeah, no, I, had, I just had a nice time talking with you, buddy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So again, if you're out there, please follow us on our social channels over on Instagram and on Twitter, annual underscore pass. If you want to drop us an email, feel free to at annualpass at roosterteeth.com. Like if you worked on an attraction, we just did interviews with people who worked, you know, we've had, had people who worked on ET, we've had people who worked on Forbidden Journey. So if, you, if you've written on if you've worked on an attraction, please let us know. I'd love to get some insider experience on some of these attractions. That would be really, really cool. And don't forget, grab a, grab a hat, grab a lanyard, grab a shirt, grab a jacket, because that just puts us one step closer to Ohio. <laughs> Jack, I'd like, to, I'd like to leave you with a gift as well. Uh, you, seemed, you seemed really to enjoy learning uh, the word opprobrium. Uh, yeah. As I was reading about the cost of manufacturing a cent and a nickel, I saw a new word that I was not familiar with. Called uh, I'm gonna I hope I'm saying it right seniorage or signorage it's s e i g n i o r a g e I had to look it up and that is a it is a noun it is the profit made by a government by issuing currency especially the difference between the face value of coins and their production cost huh wow there's a word for that I had no idea Sen seniorage 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 I'm assuming the g is silent I don't know it's uh, interesting. Very cool. All right. Well, we, we all learned something today. Hopefully you learned something about roller coasters and also about the U.S. Mint. So thank you very much, everyone. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you again, everyone. We love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast, spreading the word, giving us all those feedbacks and uh, feedbacks, whatever. Give us reviews. In the, the good times. We love you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Have a nice day. Bye.